happy summer you guys welcome to doing it best with the rest what's up what is up what's popping um <laughs> i feel like it's been a while since y'all heard from us even though it's barely been a week and i know we were, it feels like forever i feel like it's every week we're just it feels like it's been we're entire just... entire like a it's been the longest since we've talked to y'all but um we're so excited for updates what's been going on with you tell me catch me up tell the listeners tell everyone me oh i'm chilling school ended but then school started again because my mini semester started on monday and yeah, I'm at work. Um, I don't know. It's summer. New people are coming. People are coming back. Tea. That's all I'm going to say. I'll people are coming all. back. <laughs> I'll talk to y'all about that next week. Next okay. week. But yeah, no. Little teaser. People are coming back. Um, 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 yeah, <laughs> stop. <laughs> but yeah, what about you? I heard you went to Dallas with um, a special guest, Bill the Tea. Yes, Dallas. It was so great. We took a flight to Dallas. It was literally 30 minutes. I had so much anxiety. Have you flown before? I'm sorry, y'all. I was taking a sip of water. Yes, I have flown before. I, I went on my first plane before I was one years old. Yeah, but recent. How long? But it's yeah, been that long. I, yeah, last time I flew flew was for my twenty first. Your twenty first? Okay, never mind. For me, like last time I flew was literally since I was like six or five years. I I can't, I can't remember, but I was a kid. So yeah. my anxiety getting on the flight the first time, like getting there, was throughout the roof. I was panicking, literally, almost started crying. But um, <laughs> but other than that, the flight went good. Everything went good. Um. We met DeAndra Simmons, my dear friend from Real Housewives of Dallas. She was a sweetie. When we got to the restaurant, we were like, yeah, reservations for Simmons, DeAndra Simmons. And they're like, huh? And they looked at us like thinking, oh, y'all. Because Simmons, it's a really big name in Dallas. Like, it's literally all over buildings. It's all over town. Like, people do not. If people do not know who that is, then they do not know what they're doing with their life. Anyways. <laughs> um, and the, the girl was just staring at me. I'm like. Yeah, Simmons, and she's like, she was just basically being a bitch about it. And when, until finally, when Deandra showed up, she's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Like they they believed us finally, and yeah. so it was a good lunch. Um, I can't say much because she revealed certain stuff. I can't say. Um, Oof. Sad. <laughs> just kidding. But well, I can say she is coming to the show. So whoever's <gasps> listening and whoever is a real Housewives of Dallas fan, she's coming down to support. And um, I'm really excited about that. And basically, the place we had lunch at, it was like the basic, like the, I'd say basically is too much. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> it's like the Beverly Hills of Texas, pretty much. Highland Park. It's like really bougie. It's like really fancy. Yeah. I don't know how to place. I'm just like, oh my God. Like, they're going to look at me and be like, what, who's this kid? Why is this he pulling is, up? That's so cute. What did you eat? I ate a did salad. Good? Oh, it was I so good. Know. It was so good. <laughs> They didn't have much though. It was like a bar slash like restaurant, but the the menu was like so. What did DeAndre eat? Can you tell me that? You don't have to. She ate a salad too, but it was like a. Gosh, what was it? It was it was more more better like more had more yeah. stuff than mine mine was pretty basic i had a caesar salad with chicken uh, i love a good caesar salad though honestly nothing beats a good caesar salad oh my god that caesar salad though bro it was so, it had a rotisserie chicken not just like cube. oh <laughs> whenever we go to dallas again oh you yeah. need to go yes we, we i need to bring there. you there yes bro we have no money <laughs> <laughs> 
two broke college kids they'll be like get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> and then we hit up uncommon james oh my god that place was heaven i i just the minute i walked in i was just so astonished i was just so spellbound just being inside that place uncommon james was just like um ugh. and the girls there were so nice they didn't they were just so sweet they're like give me anything I'm like oh, no you're so nice thank you though i'm just enjoying this moment while i'm still here um <laughs> It's so cute. And then I, I walked. Store. Yeah, on Common James. Mm-hmm. It's such a good place. And like, they literally That's, only have three. Whose store is that? Kristen, Kristen Cavallari. Kristen Cavallari. She's so pretty. I'm so happy she got a divorce from that man. Ugh, thank God. I know. Kristen, come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But it was a really, it was an experience. And I walked out with 130 bucks worth of shit that it needs. Stop. But- it's Good totally o- it's totally okay and i'm so glad tsa didn't like check my bag for that yeah because <laughs> i had a candle in it so i'm like i think i'm blow up the plane kitty i'm not a terrorist folks i'm joking um <laughs> i'm not saying anything go ahead <laughs> but um yes and the minute we did that it was downtown the area that the store was in I, i'm just like she really stuck this stuck it here i'm like oof but i'm not gonna say anything further <laughs> <laughs> overall the trip was good i was running on like six hours of sleep for two days but other than that it was great yeah yeah i miss Deandra. we had such a good time it was it was like and people kept stopping her for pictures and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm just, we're, we're just in the background. I'm like, yeah, you know, we're just chilling. We'll have a lunch with her. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. is De- a good friend. She's a, she, I was going to say a girl's girl, but I'm not a girl. But you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so other than that, updates for you. That's it. You, you want to save it for next week? Um, lol. There are no updates for those of you that's like, who's back? It's like literally no one. There's no updates, but I think the story is gonna be juicier next week, so I'm just gonna save it. The story. It's like getting Ugh. to bed with us, you know, the whole getting to bed segment. So I can't talk segment. By the way, folks, if you have a getting to bed story for us to share on the show, send us a DM at doing the best pod or email us at doing the best podcast at gmail.com and we'll share it on the show. Yeah. It could be funny. It can be scary. It can be embarrassing. It, it can, can be, be whatever you want. It could be the best story. Ha, pun. Run on and get it. The best yeah. story. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I love us. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we we have such else. a great guest this week. Um, Tara Newell. Do you want to carry this away, Ellie? Yeah, she was such a fun interview. It was a really good interview. Um, sugar warning to some people. We're gonna sh- we're gonna get into it with her, like who she is and what she does. But um, it's kind of a heavy episode, but it's a really good episode. And I feel um, after we were done with the interview, I felt like a weight got lifted off my shoulders. So yeah, it was a really good time. Really good time. Really good time. And um, and by the way, whoever's listening, I don't know if we already said this, but if I did, I apologize. Um, we literally only have one seat left for the show. One seat left for the show, you guys. Nobody's getting it. I'm literally, it's irritating me. Like, literally one freaking seat. So if you want that one single seat and meet some new friends, make connections, make... 
Come meet us. We're going to be signing posters. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good, fun, like, welcome to summer. Like, we're out of COVID party. Yeah. So, of course, it's going to be socially distant. There's still going to be masks involved. It's a 50% capacity. Um, But to think we filled up half an auditorium. So crazy. I'm terrified. I generally, in my head, I was doubting us. No, no offense mm. to you, but I was doubting no, us. I didn't think too. we would fill up the whole half of it. I was thinking of like 30 yeah. at, at max, but oh my God, we're about to fill up half the place. So thank you guys. We love you. Yeah, we love you. And thank we you for all the support. We couldn't do any of this without you. Yeah, we wouldn't have the show without you all. And mm-hmm. Wow. I, I think after the show, there's going to be a lot of new fans Oppor- yeah fans. and opportunities for us and i'm really excited to hopefully share that with you all for us to share it with you all and yeah enough rambling but so beautiful yeah we should go sorry guys <laughs> love you and hope you enjoy this interview You know her as one of the biggest badasses of true crime. She's appeared on Dr. Oz, KTLA, and Dateline, and many more. Now she is a toxic relationship and trauma recovery life coach. Please welcome to the show, Tara Newell. Welcome to the show. Yay! Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm sorry I came on a little triggered today. (laughs) Oh, God. It's okay. It's totally okay. We're happy you're here. and so happy. Get to... Yeah, we could talk to you and chat up with you and stuff. We're excited. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Excited um, so for our f- listeners who aren't familiar with your story in case, can you share a little bit of your background and what do you do currently? So right now I'm working as a life coach and um, for toxic relationship recovery and trauma recovery, but I also advocate for victims and I try to place laws where California helped place a law with Senator Rubio for coercive control. Um, where basically it's not verbal abuse, but it's, or it's not, sorry, it's not physical abuse, but it's more so the verbal abuse and controlling of a person. Um, so that law really helps with like, if you're being threatened and you don't have a mark on you for say, um, and that's really what I'm trying to do now and just educate people on how to get out of these relationships, because I just want to make the world a better place for that sense. And just to have people have less trauma in their lives. All right. Okay. I like that. We need more people like that to help get people to a better environment, to a better mindset and mental state and all that. I like that. Yeah. Um, And you were talking about the, how the mental trauma. And I think that's amazing that you're trying to make a law because I know so many people, even myself who have been in relationships like that, where it's like, well, they didn't physically hurt you. And it's just like, and it's just like, no, but like, I'm going to carry that with me for the rest of my life. And I, there's nothing, I can do nothing about it. Yeah. Well, and then your brain is like, they put you into like a trauma state Mm -hmm. if you weren't already there before. And you have to rewire all these thoughts that they made you think and like all this gaslighting and you know everything and learn what a normal love is basically yeah yeah totally so I was going through your website um and I think it's beautiful by the way I love the pink aesthetic I think it's so pretty I was going through your website yeah it really (laughs) 
and it's very it's very yeah. feminine based um like the with the pink website with the the I'm sorry, what is it called? The section with the pepper sprays. I low-key needed a pepper spray. So thanks, I'm, I might go on there and get some pepper spray. Yay! And it's, it's all about like regrowth and you do a lot of work with women. And so I guess what I'm, my not really question, but more like comment and like elaboration is like, how important is it to you to like work with women and how help women regrow and kind of like change the narrative and make it more about the victim. And even though they're not really victims, they're survivors. Yeah. So, I mean, I love working with women in particular. And I think, to be honest, like gay men, if anything, too, because mm-hmm. I don't really like working with men that are um, in relationship with women, if that makes sense. Just mm-hmm. because I feel like when you go to therapy and stuff, like you may need like a nurturing mother, but I am not your nurturing mother. I am a 30 year old. Mm-hmm. woman and a lot of the times if you got out of a relationship you're vulnerable to get attached to someone so that's why I don't do men in particular that way um just because I feel like you are so likely to get attached to me if I'm coaching you through this and then I've had clients where they they say like they're in love with me and stuff and so oh, that wow. doesn't necessarily work mm-hmm. out and then you have to put up major boundaries because they take you helping them and being nice as just like affection and yeah. love because this person was in a toxic relationship and so you really need to have someone that kind of, you know, you're not going to be attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, at least you can put up that boundary with that person. Uh-huh. And that's why I'm geared towards like men or like women. And um, I like to say like, hopefully like gay men, because like I've had helped out like probably like five mm-hmm. clients of mine were like, you know gay men and so um that's really like what I like gear towards and also a lot of this stuff happens to uh, non-masculine people in a sense and um like you know if you're gay you could be masculine or you could have a little bit of like feminine side to you but um so I don't want to say anything towards that mm-hmm. per se. Um, that's something completely separate. But like for women, just to get into a relationship with a men being toxic compared to being a woman toxic, it's much more higher. I think the statistics is like 86% or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I gear towards more women per se. Uh, no it's very that's good it's good to know about that and yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it, was, it was really I, I didn't even think about it like that but the more you were talking the more I was like yeah you're so right like that happens a lot with like men and women where they like fall in love because it's like a motherly thing um I was taking a psychology women class and we had a whole chapter about that where it was just like it's very hard for like a man to be with like a female and 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 not see them in like a loving way because of like the way that mothers are yes um so it's so interesting that you brought that up so I mean that would work if I was like you know 60 50 like even like I don't know like a little bit older and being that mother figure for them um but I am not to that point in my life where I even have kids or like 
can be considered a mother figure per se Mm -hmm. you know I would be considered more so like oh she's young like not younger but I'm 30 um so like I'm 30 so that would be like an appropriate age to want to reproduce and like Mm -hmm. have that sexual connection per se okay um I know Ellie had she wanted to yes yeah so (laughs) since you're a trauma expert um, I wanted to ask a question that I know that I, I so I struggle a lot with control. Um, okay. Something that I've realized a lot that I struggle just, I have a lot of control issues and I, and I know so many of my control issues stem from the fact that like, I think um, not really growing up, but just, I didn't have a lot of control around me. Like I couldn't control people liking me. I couldn't control people not liking me. Um, I and so now whenever I'm doing something like I I, I don't know how to let go if that makes sense and I know okay. I've had conversations with other people where they're like yeah like I also have control issues because um, I was in I wasn't in the best relationship um, about a couple of years ago that I know caused me some trauma what was I gonna say about control I'm sorry <laughs> no um, worries I already have like answers figured out for you already so go, go ahead <laughs> so well like my question is I you need to ask yourself like why do I feel the need to control this in this situation and finding like really the root of like why you need to control and then doing some root work around like letting go and detaching from like why you need to control like it may be like a safety thing where you feel like you need to have um like no a b and c and like have the whole trip plan like I'm kind of like that person to be honest yeah, me too. um but it's like because you need to know what's going to happen next so that you have that safety and security and going back and really doing some root work of like why you have that control with that one thing And you may have control with like a lot of stuff, but like going back, it may be different for each one, to be honest. I just feel like whenever I don't have control in certain situations, it's like I lose not power, but like, it's like, I lose like basically power. It's like, I lose power. And like, when I lose power, I'm just like, it's like nothingness. And when it's like nothingness, I'm like, well, I have to have a plan that makes any sense. Yeah. So how do you feel like when you like when you lose control of something and something doesn't go your way, how does it make you feel internally with your body? Like, where do you feel it in your body and stuff? Wow. Um, <laughs> where do I... Uh, I don't know, but I, but I, but I do know, like if I, okay, well, this is, this is probably the opposite of your question, but it's like close enough in my brain. So like whenever, um, whenever I can, whenever I, whenever I get mad and I think I'm like losing control, I can physically feel like my shoulders and like my body, like tense up and I like feel it in myself. And that's the feeling that I never want to have. Like I had that feeling a lot when I was in my relationship, it was just constant, like begging and constant, like please. And like just this, and I never want to feel that ever again in like a relationship. I never want to feel that like tensity in my body because it's not a fun feeling to to feel. And so I, I, and I, I think that's what it is. Like, it's like, it's like my chest and my shoulders and like my upper body. Well, you're putting a shell around your body when you do that, actually. It's a defense mechanism that you were taught to, um, like, when you're getting yelled at or when, like, someone may be hitting you or whatever, you're taught to, like, kind of mm-hmm. curl up and tense yourself. 
And so anyone that makes you feel that way, to be honest, maybe those are not your people, or maybe they're triggering something in you that's making you feel that way. And you need to figure out how to detach from that. But if it's something that's toxic and this person's not making you feel uncomfortable, have boundaries around them, you know, because no one should ever make you feel that way. I feel like, you know, there are certain situations where you may be a little bit nervous to go into because it's a new person or something and you may, your body may do that automatically, but just like in that moment, try to pay attention to your body and Mm -hmm. then really work on like releasing. And, um, I like to do like mindful meditation or like body scans Mm-hmm. And just go through the body and trying to loosen up that part of the body and being aware of that. And then trying to detach from that even can help you, um, you know, have less health problems and stuff mm-hmm. and less anxiety because you're, you're paying attention to the body because trauma is carried in the body and your body like stores and holds those memories. So your body's going to react to that physically yeah yeah and all that stress crazy that's wild that's it's crazy how it all kind of goes together like my control issues are the reason that I'm an overthinker and my overthinking is the reason that I am a worrier and my worrying is like and it's all like a circle of like this is the reason that I am the way that I am right well it's like it's so crazy because there's so many things that happen to make us that way Mm -hmm. or to have us like have those thoughts and you know there are ways to rewire that and to rewire your brain to not live in this fight or flight freeze mode wow thank you that was great I think it's Bo's turn go ahead (laughs) well actually I had recently went through a situation I was liking someone a lot and I lost sleep. I lost appetite. I was basically starving myself to be better looking for them. Um, It's really hard to watch. Overall, I just like lost my entire self. And so my question is first, because I I, I got back. I'm I'm back on my feet. I'm back on all that. I'm good now. But my question is for people who are currently going through a situation like that, what can they do to bounce back and be themselves again without having to do any of those horrible things to themselves oh my gosh so I mean that's a hard question because when you get out of a relationship and stuff I feel like you really do have to mourn it and you do have to you go through those motions and those feelings and I feel like obviously don't sit in it and be in it for weeks or days like maybe take like two days where you go and you watch like your favorite movies or something and you do those feel good things. Um, but then try to stay active and be around your friends mm-hmm. because nice. from my understanding, it sounds like you may have had an anxious attachment with this person. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were never together. We were okay. talking a lot and a lot and, but I never got my answer of do you want to continue this do you want to continue getting to know me do you want to continue building a relationship I never got that answer and so I was was anxious every day about that well thank you for sharing this first of all um so when you're in 
anxious attachment style, you tend to think about that person and their needs and whatnot. And also you tend to attach to a lot of people that are avoidant Mm -hmm. and are afraid of commitment. And like maybe you dated this person, couldn't get a clear answer because they weren't sure if they wanted a relationship or maybe you dated this person for two months and then it came to the point where you get boyfriend and girlfriend and they're like, okay, well, I feel like I need to see other people. This person's actually scared of that commitment and it's nothing to really do with like you and you need to know that. And you may have these anxious thoughts and um, feelings, but you're not the reason why it didn't work out with them. And having that understanding of why it didn't work out and whatnot. Um, there's like three attachments. It's anxious, secure, and avoidant. And I really like understanding those attachment styles and reading that book. So I'm able to kind of like point out things here and there early on, but there's Mm -hmm. still some times where you like, this person has signs of a secure attachment. And then like two months, six months into it, like you find out like, oh, they're not such a secure attachment they're actually avoidant right but you kind of just have to go through those motions and learn about I really like learning about attachment styles because it helps figure out the dating pool so much and it kind of makes it fun in a sense (laughs) definitely okay I like I I like that and I definitely hope everyone took and sent idea from that and yeah (laughs) you get what I'm trying to say (laughs) yes well and then if Oh, sorry. If people want to get more into it and like get a book for it, there's a book called Attach that's really great. Okay. I didn't even I'm literally going to go buy it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm literally, we learned about anxious attachment styles in one of my psychology classes, but not like in depth. And I didn't, I I knew there was a book, but think, but you recommend one. So now I'm going to go actually go read it. (laughs) Well, there's like so many, but it's, I personally, I have an anxious attachment style or I used to, but if someone avoidant comes into my life and re-triggers me to be anxious, then I, well, first of all, I put boundaries up with them right away and I kind of cut them off right away because that pattern will always repeat itself. So, you know, I personally been there and the attachment theory like excites me so much. (sighs) I want to look into that more and find out. Because I'm an overthinker. So I overthink so yeah, Me too. We're both overthinkers. I think we both have anxious attachment stuff. Right here with you guys. <laughs> uh, uh, I had a question. Yeah. So you're a life coach and you're a trauma um, ex- expert, right? Yeah, you can say that. Um, so what is your background? Is it just because of your own trauma? Did you like, how did you get, how do you become a life coach? I guess that's what I'm asking. Okay, so I've done like a couple of workshops and whatnot, but I've also done um, therapy for years. Mm-hmm. And I say I've been in therapy since I was eight years old. And I've been to so many different therapists um, and I really found a way to kind of heal myself in a sense or kind of keep balance in my healing. Yeah. And, you know, you're, well, I think I did start my life coaching like almost a year ago now, but like over a year and a half ago, to be honest, I would not be able to be a life coach. Um, 
I needed to do more healing with myself. Mm-hmm. And so I had to get to the place where I was able to heal myself where I'm in a great place, but also allow myself to be open to heal others, if that makes sense. Right. And so I've like, I've been to a couple different workshops. I've been to therapy since I was eight years old. I've done EMDR therapy. I've been to so many different therapists and I've read so many books. I, I just immerse myself in the knowledge of like everything. I've read a little bit of the DSM handbook. So I'm just like, yeah, self knowledge. <laughs> yeah, you're just a ball of knowledge. That's yeah. Great. yeah. <laughs> I had like a retreat recently, and this one coach talked about like goddess mentality, and it's like you almost need to hold yourself to that standard yes, in exactly. your dating, you know? Yeah. And you know what sucks though about that standard is that you realize that there's no not there's no one on your level, but like everyone sucks. Because like I've been single for like two years, I haven't had a serious relationship in like two years I haven't had anything real in over two years and like and all my friends are like you're building up a wall and I'm like no I'm not I have self-respect for myself and there is no one around me within like a 10 mile radius that is anywhere anywhere near where like I want where I want to be or what I have like you know what I mean and it's just like yeah and it's so hard because it's like it's really hard once you do actually start loving yourself and you've been alone for such a long time and you know the flags you know like the red flags and you know your own internal like triggers and you're just like well I well I'm gonna be single for no, I'm gonna be single forever that's not true but like it's, well, go ahead. I mean so there is a thing to being closed off and building up a wall sometimes but you have to kind of have accountability with someone, like a non-biased opinion. Exactly. And having that accountability, like you kind of are like, okay, am I nitpicking stuff? Or am I like scared because I'm seeing this one trigger and it's scaring me? Or like, is it really a red flag? Um, so like digesting more into that, like, you know, there's some obviously bad red flags like if they're rude to the waiter they're rude to you you know like get out of there immediately um but sometimes I personally I have to go on like a date or two with someone to just establish whether I like them sometimes because I'll write them off and be like this person's so boring (laughs) but boring is good is good yeah I know boring is good I think I think I am I'm not building a wall but I'm definitely not ready for like a long-term relationship and that's not because thing that's just because I don't want to I don't want to be in like a long term I don't want my like forever person right now I'm not opposed to like a person but I do not want my like forever person I love you you're my heart you're my soul like I don't want that right now like I am just having a great time like partying and being by myself and like chilling so in a way I am building a wall, but it's not like, it's like my, it's like a, my own wall, if that makes sense. Well, honestly, there's a time and place for everything. And there's a time for what you want in the relationship. And you may not be ready for this great person. And that's perfectly okay. You're able to be single, live your life and have mm-hmm. this time because that's the time that you're getting to know yourself exactly. and really like establishing who you are. So, you know, I encourage everyone to have that time 
and not be pressured to get into like this one and only relationship. Exactly. Thank you so much for saying that. Love you. This is a great interview. I I know. I love you guys. I was so nervous because I was so triggered, but I was like this this made me so happy (laughs) it's made us happy yeah i'm gonna probably get off this call and like overthink again (laughs) if you guys if you guys are listening to this podcast and being like this lady is amazing i want to talk to her she you do life coaches for anyone so go ahead and tell us how they can find you and if they want to contact you how does that work so you guys can contact me through Instagram. My Instagram handle is Tara Newell, T-E-R-R-A-N-E-W-E-L-L. I also have a website, TaraNewellSurvival.com, where you can go and book a life coaching call. I offer free consult calls, um, 15 minutes. So anyone that wants just like advice for 15 minutes, they want to ask me more about my coaching. Like I would love to talk to you and just get to know you more. Awesome. Thank you for this. This was fun. Guys, go ahead. Go ahead and go. Follow her on Instagram and do the 15-minute console because she's really fun to talk to. So you guys should definitely go do it. (laughs) Thank you, Tara. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Special. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today's podcast, you guys. I hope you liked it. A special thank you to Tara Newell for coming on the show and giving us your expert advice. We enjoyed having you. Yes, we definitely did. And we also launched a new TikTok, you guys. So make sure to go follow it at Doing It Best Pod. And (laughs) don't forget to show us some love by rating and reviewing and subscribing to us. And also you can follow me on Instagram at ElinorGH21. As well, don't forget to call us at 832-872-2034 to be a part of Dear Bo and Ellie. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Doing Your Best Pod. And then you can follow me at Bo Cruise Official. Ooh. <laughs> I hope you guys had a good time. See you next week. And just remember, always breathe. And remember to stay fearless. See you, you next, next Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> As we always like to say. We mother mother effing love love you. you.